0: Welcome to the Missionaries Podcast. Stories from the mission field for everyone, for you to listen, learn and enjoy. Your host for today is... Martin. Welcome to this new podcast. This time we're going to talk about... What does God want me to do? Last time um, we talked about, are you being called? And this time the question is, okay, so... Well, the conclusion for the last time was, yes, you are being called, every Christian is. Um, and this time we're going to talk about, so if you know that God called you, what does he want you to do? That's a way different question, I guess.
1: Well, it's like the... Uh, coloring the picture. Like, you have a black black lines... God has called me, and but what are you going to do? Which color are you choosing? That's the second part of the question.
0: Yeah, it is. So now the question is, how do you figure out where God wants you to go? And that's that's quite a um, that's quite a big question, actually.
1: It's not only the question where, but also what is he calling yeah, you to do? Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. When we were preparing this topic. We we found out it's it's actually quite big, so this won't be the shortest podcast, I guess. Um, one of the things that I'm always very thorough in: uh, you better make sure for a hundred and ten percent where God wants you to go and what He wants you to do. Not as in eighty-five percent, not as in ninety-five, not as in a hundred, but. 110 Mm -hmm. do you agree with that or what are your thoughts about that
1: well yeah I, i do think it's important to know that you're at the place where god wants you to be um because if you're not completely sure and shit hits the fan um the old question comes back but why did he call me to do this or did he call me to do this? Or should I be here? Or am I in the wrong place? It's not easy to go there um, where God wants you to be and do what he wants you to do. Um, problems will come. And when problems come, what is the ground you're standing on?
0: Yeah, It's, it's quite a tough job uh, being a missionary, being a pastor. It's It's not the easiest one. Uh, not from my experience, mm-hmm. at least. And if you're hundred ten percent sure this is where God wants me, and this is what God wanted me to do, although um, I stumble upon stuff, although I've got a rough time, mm-hmm. uh, there is a reason God wanted me here. So God wanted me here.
1: Yeah, and it and it will if you know that God wants you there and in that place where you are, um, you don't have to doubt that. As soon as you're starting to doubt that, then there is no end yeah, in doubting. You're Then you're done. Then yeah. you can better go home and figure things out because you will not be effective anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Uh, make sure that you don't have any doubts uh, what you're going to do and where you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. If you've got any doubts, uh, stop. Um, Yeah, you will stumble upon things. The mission field is not easy. It is a very tough job. Uh, But when you're sure, you can handle it. And you can handle it with God since you've got the authority of God to go there, to do the thing you do.
1: And you have to trust that he put you there for a reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And
1: even if you don't see the answer to that, like what is the reason that I'm here? Like every missionary will have this moment when he is doubting like, but what am I doing here? Like am I even effective? Are people changing or what what does it what am I doing here? Everyone has this question and if you do not uh, know for sure that you're in the right spot, if you doubt that, if you doubt God, um, that God has sent you there. Yeah,
0: that's not a good start.
1: Um, you're you're nowhere.
0: Yeah, that's not a good start. It also helps me to um, to focus on. As soon as you're in the mission field, mm-hmm. it also helps me to focus on what a, um, what sort of. How does my job look like for God?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question, and at least you should have an answer. Uh, before you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My, my grandma always said, um, if you want to say yes, you better say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And as soon as you say yes to everything, you're gone. Yeah. There is so much work in the mission field. Uh, the fields are wide. They definitely are. And the need of the world is huge. If we look around us, um, the need is huge. If we want to work 48 hours a day, it's, well, it's not possible, but there's more than enough work to, to fill yeah. your day. Uh, and you, you will get swamped if you don't say no. Um, but if you do know, this is what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. then you've got an answer if people will ask you questions like, if you've got time, can you help me with... Well, One of my worst or best examples, I'm not sure though, um I know a guy who was called to work in the mission field as a pastor, evangelist thingy. Mm-hmm. And um he actually did a pretty good job in all honesty. Uh it was it was so clear that that was his calling, that was him. Yeah. Um And then somebody asked him the question, hey, can you help me with working on the cars as in a car mechanic? And he fell for it. And he started to work as a car mechanic as well in the mission field. The thing is, as soon as he did that, A, he was not a good car mechanic. So I love his willingness to help everybody out. Mm -hmm. That's, That's a great thing. But in the end, it didn't work. It it worked against his mission that God gave him. He got swamped in fixing cars. He was not good at it at all, so all the cars broke down anyway. He didn't have quality time to prepare his sermons, to prepare his... There was hardly enough time to do so.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. So he had to cut corners on his real mission,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in order to fix cars that were not his main mission.
1: Yeah. And he wasn't good at it at all.
0: He, no, poor cars. Yeah. No, 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 they did. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> definitely poor guy. Uh, and he got pretty disappointed with it as well. Uh, so that was one of the bad examples. They, they also asked me to be a car mechanic once. That would be terrible for the cars. Um, that was one example for me where if you know God called me to do A, stick to A. That's what, what God wanted you to do, no matter what anybody else is gonna else is gonna ask you, stick to A. Yeah. God called you to do A, so who are you? Who is anybody else to ask you to do B? It's, it's well, weird. That's, and
1: that's, I think, in the, in the character of the people that go as well, because they want to serve, they want to be helpful, they want to help where they can. So it's like, it's an easy trap to fall in, because, like, there is a need for this, there is a need for that, and we need a person who will cook dinner for a group every week. Uh, we need people for the distribution of this and that, and I mean, how can you say no? Because you can help, so, yeah... And then I think that's one of the dangers of, uh, on the mission field, like, because you're so willing to help and you see the need and you hear the need, uh, you jump into it and you get lost. In, oh, in, I think it, it's,
0: it's one of the things, we'll, we'll talk about that later in another podcast. What sort of character do you need to be? What sort of person do you need to be to be mm-hmm. ready to do this kind of work? And one of the things is be flexible. Um, however, that flexibility should not stand in the way of your of the mission that God gave you. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall for it. Uh, and it will happen. In our case, um, our main mission is coaching, counseling, therapy. Yep. That's what we do. Uh, yes, of course, there are exceptions, but those are exceptions. Yep. So no, we do not have a food bank. No, we do not put up tents for the homeless people in the city. And although the need is big, that's not our mission. God called us to do coaching, counseling, and therapy. So that's what we do.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And as soon as we start a food bank for homeless people, we can work 24-7 and don't have any time left for what God called us to do, which is coaching, counseling, therapy. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard. People will show up at your doorstep and will ask you, hey, can you help me with... And in all honesty, their questions are... I I do get it why they ask you. Yeah. Um, But as soon as you know this is what God called me to do, the answer to those questions will also be way easier. Brother, it's great that you asked me to fix the car... But if you don't mind, I'll first go back to God. If God wants me to fix the car with you, Mm -hmm. I'll come back to you and I'll help you with all pleasure, since then it's God's question. Yeah. But I didn't hear God calling me to fix cars until now. So I'll ask him. And that's a great way to stop a lot of... Well they they are honest questions. The need is big. yeah, but it's a great way to to focus on your main vision.
1: Yeah, and I think for this podcast as well, the big question is how do you figure out what you're called for? I mean, for us, it's clear're we're, we're doing this uh, counseling therapy um, but like how how do you figure out uh, what you're called to do for?
0: Well, yeah, well, here's the thing. My first question will be, what are you doing now? Mm-hmm. Um, it would be weird if you don't do anything for God today or the last year, and all of a sudden you're going to be a missionary tomorrow. Yeah. That that would be weird.
1: Yeah. Um, That's like climbing a mountain without any training. Yeah, it's without like any training. Disaster going to happen.
0: And were you into climbing <laughs> at all? Since yeah. if you were into climbing, you would have done that in your past. You would have done that in your past. Yeah. So how can it be that you're all of a sudden a different person with a different skill set with different gifts given to you by God? That's weird. Mm-hmm. So my question would be, hey, what are you doing in your neighborhood? What are you doing in your commercial life? What are yeah. you doing in your church?
1: Yeah, what makes your heart tick?
0: Yeah, uh, those are probably the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God gave you anyway. Mm-hmm. And your calling for God's glory, maybe full-time on a mission field, would be in the same area. And if they're not, that that's... I think that's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's uh, to add to that is also like the talents you have been given. Um, like hardly God is giving you a task that's not at all into your streets. like if I am uh, very good with um, languages with history and I'm very bad in finance, for example. How? Why would God call me to do like the financial administration of some kind of group or people? Like I am, I like your car mechanic. If I'm not, if I can't do that, why would God call me to do something that I'm not good at?
0: Well, it reminds me of a story in Matthew 25. That's the story about the talents, and uh, somebody gave, um, or the master gave his servants uh, talents. And the question was, what are you going to do with them? And some of them Mm -hmm. uh, really did something with it and doubled the amount of money that the master gave them. There was also a guy who put them in the ground, buried them, and that was about it. Well, that was it. Yeah. He didn't do anything more. And the same goes for the talents that God gave you. If God gave you the talents to be a car mechanic and you're the very best car mechanic... How can it be that for the glory of God, all of a sudden you're not a car mechanic anymore, but now you're a preacher? Yeah. Are you going to study to be a preacher? That's weird. God already gave you the talents to be the best car mechanic ever. Hmm. So why don't you be a car mechanic in a mission field? There's a huge yeah. need of though. You
1: meet a lot of people.
0: Definitely, we With need broken bo- cars. Yeah, we we've got a lot of broken cars. Well, our cars broken actually. <laughs> in the yeah. We still have to fix that. Uh, or we still have to hire somebody f- to fix it. And I yeah. wish there was a car mechanic in our missionary organization who could fix our car. Yeah. Would save a lot of money and we could use that money for a better thing than to fix the car. Mm-hmm. So if you're a great bookkeeper and God gave you the talents to be a bookkeeper, I'm the worst, to be honest. Why are you, why are you not going into the mission field as a bookkeeper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't do that, for me, that sounds like you're burying your talents in the ground. Yeah. And yeah. the parable that does say, the, the parable in Matthew 25 is pretty clear. Don't bury your talents. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um,
1: this also touches the, the, the topic of um um oh, losing my thoughts um ah yeah uh like we are talking about practical things we're talking about a car mechanic a financial uh person um often we have this idea that for a missionary uh you have to be this preacher you have to be standing on the street with flyers and preaching your lungs out. And yep. um, that's our vision of being a missionary. If you don't do that, then you're not like a missionary or something. Um, though when you are a missionary, you also have to do all these practical things. Even if, you're, if your calling is standing outside on the street, talking to people, preaching your lungs out... Um, handing out flyers, uh, you also have to do your finances, you have to yep. write newsletters, you yeah, have definitely. to uh, organize everything, How uh, you yep. have to organize a place to stay, you have to organize uh, the money coming in, uh, the, the links you have at home with your sponsors, with um and writing newsletters and, and giving presentations of your work
0: well it, it's all part of the job but would, wouldn't it be a blessing if we knew a christian bookkeeper that's working in a christian organization and does the bookkeeping for us yep and we could use a guy like that or a girl like that who could yep. do that for us would yeah i mean we're not good at it we're missionaries but we've got nobody else to do it, and or we have to hire somebody to do it, which costs serious money, which mm-hmm. is, I think, is a waste of the finances that God gave us.
1: Yeah, resources, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, if somebody would be there to do that for us, what a huge blessing it will would be. Mm-hmm. But since that person is not there, we've got to do it anyway. Yeah. Um so, be prepared that there are certain side jobs that you have to do in order to do your main job. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're going to change your main job to something else. Yeah. That's a different thing.
1: Yeah. And if you know what your main job is, it's less worse to do all these side things. And, you know, like, Uh, what we started with off like with people asking you to do things to help out to support them to um, well there there is another need and another need and another need and you need to jump in it will add on all these little tasks that you already have next to your main main job so if you know that this is my main job Yes, I can spend 20-30% of my time on the other odd jobs that need to be done for me to be able to do this big job. But if I even allow 15 other kinds of jobs, uh, I won't have this time for what I was called for to do. Well, if,
0: if I look at our mission, everything that's not coaching, counseling and therapy mm-hmm. works towards Coaching, counseling, and therapy. Yeah, true. Um, Everything. So if somebody asks us, can you work at a food bank or can you start a food bank, then we'll say no. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: However, we see people on the street that could use some food, then we'll give them some food to go into a conversation Yeah. That does where the main goal is coaching, counseling, and therapy. Yeah. Um, and you have to be aware of that. Everything that we do works towards coaching, counseling, or therapy. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. If it does not, well, of course, there are always uh, exceptions. Mm-hmm. But in 99% of the cases, we say no. Mm-hmm. We just don't do it. It, it reminds me of um, the ads that you sometimes see for pastors.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are they are hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, we always watch them with a lot of fun.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh,
0: we're looking for a pastor that is also good for kids' work. Uh, it's great in working with a computer Excel Word spreadsheet program. Uh, with a
1: heart for people. With
0: a heart for people.
1: Organization skills.
0: Yeah, can play the guitar.
1: Yeah. And has awesome Bible knowledge.
0: Yeah. And the, and all those skills are combined in one person. Uh-huh. In all honesty, I don't think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do get it why a lot of pastors and missionaries burn down. Yeah. Because they've got to do so many jobs that they're not called to do. They were not given the uh, talents to begin with. Yeah. But in order to be a pastor in church A, you also have to play the guitar. Uh, well, <laughs> I think they're hilarious. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: that on a side note. Um, the other thing was th- th- just what we said. Y- you work with a team. Um. God called you to do A. Mm-hmm. Let's say God called you to be a car mechanic why are you doing your own bookkeeping if there's somebody else in your team who's good at bookkeeping? And especially when that person is being called by God to do bookkeeping. Why are you still doing your own bookkeeping, although you know you're not good at it, although you know you're called to be a bookkeeper? Why don't you trust that person with it? I do get it. Um, it's hard to maybe trust a person with your bookkeeping. I mean, it's it's about your finances. Mm-hmm. So be prepared to settle for... Well, that person is never ever going to do the bookkeeping as good as you think it should be. If you want it to be as good as you think it should be, then yeah, you've got to do it in yourself. the
1: way that you think it's think best it to be. do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that doesn't mean it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, So be prepared to hand over the job to somebody else who is given the job by Mm -hmm. God to do it. And be prepared to settle for, okay, this person is going to do that job for 85% as good as I think it should be. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is 85%. It's not your thought of... How it should be, it's not 110%, it's 85%. But with that 85%, your hands are free to do the job that God called you to do. Yeah. If you fall into the trap that you're also going to do the bookkeeping, then you're not the car mechanic anymore, or the pastor or whatever God called you to do. Mm -hmm. So be prepared to settle for, give a number, uh, 85%.
1: Yeah, but it also gives the bookkeeper the the possibility to serve in a way that he is called to serve. If we keep on holding on to these tasks, um, even though then we think it's the best the best way we are able to do it, um, the other person has not his fulfillment of his no. calling.
0: Well, if God called a person acts to be a bookkeeper, Mm -hmm. who are you to stand in the way of the calling that God gave that person? Yeah. He or she is the bookkeeper. Yeah. And now you are saying, no, no, I want to do my own bookkeeping. Yeah. Uh, So you're standing in the way of what God's plan was? Okay, give that a thought. It reminds me of a verse in First Corinthians 12. Yeah, 12. I was thinking about that uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Just, just as a body through one has many parts, but all uh, it's many parts from one body. Uh, so it is with Christ. Um, God made me an ear or made me an eye of made me one hair. That's mm-hmm. the job that God gave me to do. I cannot be an ear and a hair. And an eye at the same time it's just not going to work Mm -hmm. and i think it's a huge offense to god if i think that i can do three of those jobs Mm -hmm. better myself it's also not fair to the ear let's say that i'm a hair and in all honesty i think that's more than enough for me uh let's say that i'm that god gave me the talents to be a hair um it it's 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 not fair to God not to anybody else if I think that I'm an I. Uh, so don't go there. If God gave you A, do A. Stick to A. Don't stand in the way of God. I I don't think that's good. So the question is are you an I? Are you a feet? Are you
1: and the finger. What are you? Yeah.
0: What are you? Um, a good start to figure out what you are is pray your socks off. That's the start. Um, there's a saying that goes, if you want to hear the voice of God, um, out loud, get your Bible out and read your Bible out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, so pray your socks off and read your Bible. Uh, Sounds easy. It is not for a lot of people. But that would be. um, The first step I guess. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. uh, It's very important. um, To know. To know the Bible. To know. um, How to build your life. And that's even though even if we are not even looking at being a missionary, but just like being a Christian. Uh, the last time last podcast we were talking about is like everyone is called. So it doesn't mean that we all have to travel to Egypt and be there like the the car mechanic um, uh, staying in the same <laughs> same example we are using. Uh, God has called you wherever you are. So it is key. To understand God's word, to understand the depth and the wide, how wide and how deep, uh, and how high the, the message of God is. Um, so yeah, you need you need to start there. You need to start with prayer. You need to start with studying the Word of God, understanding what it is all about. Why is it so important to do this or that? Or why is it so important to, well, fill in?
0: Well, there are two things in that. Um, What you just said, it doesn't matter where you are, you're always called. Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody's called to go into full-time missionary work. Some people are called to do their normal uh, commercial job and be a Christian there and tell people the good news while they're working at the commercial job. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that... Um, make sure... How is your personal life? Is it is it correct or not? Mm-hmm. Are you doing the things that you do right now, biblically or not? Or are there well, some dark spots here and there every now and then? Make sure that those are gone. If you're thinking about going into um mission work mm-hmm. either full time or part time and you're thinking about where should i go what should i do one of the things that I would advise make sure your life is clean yeah um if there are any dark spots get rid of them
1: yeah don't ignore nothing
0: do not yeah uh, the devil is well the spiritual warfare is huge in mm-hmm. the mission field and what you will figure out, if you're struggling with A, the devil is going to attack you on A as soon as you're in the mission field.
1: Yeah, even on the way there.
0: Even on the way there. Um, let's say you are a car mechanic in Egypt. This is actually great. We're, we're getting to <laughs> A, a function, and B, the place. So now it's going to be a car mechanic in <laughs> Egypt. So let's say you're the car mechanic in Egypt. Although you are a car mechanic, you are working for a missionary organization in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And you will talk to non-Christian persons in Egypt. Get this. They will ask you questions about Christianity. If you like it or not, they will. Yeah. They do know that you're working for a missionary organization. So sooner or later, you're going to pick up parts at the car mechanic shop thingy. I don't know what the name for it is. And they will ask you, hey, you're working for the missionary organization. Why?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whoops. You thought that your knowledge of car mechanic was good enough. Yeah. And that was about it that you needed on the mission field. But now you've got a question from a non-Christian who is asking you some very tough questions. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. If your answer is, well, I like the sun and Egypt and Egypt is a great country, well, that's not a good testimony. Mm-hmm. Um and it might be that you're actually become friends with the car from the part store. With the guy from the car yeah, parts. Yeah. Store. Yeah, with yeah, with the guy from not the
1: parts.
0: With store. the car. No, 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 not with the car. No, no, <laughs> with, with the guy from the part <laughs> store. It could be that you become friends, mm-hmm. and he will ask you questions about your faith.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though, and maybe he doesn't ask you questions, but he will see how you're doing. He will see how do you act in your
1: yeah norm- regular life. In
0: your regular life, yeah. What do you do when you go with him to place A, B, C? Do you yeah. get wasted or not? Yeah. So if you struggle with, just for instance, uh, alcohol stuff, well, you better make sure that that's taken care of before you go to be a car mechanic in whatever country it is. Mm -hmm. You will find out sooner or later you will be with a non-Christian who knows that you are a Christian and working for a missionary organization and he will see you, hang on... This guy cannot behave as soon as there's one drop of alcohol in it. Yeah. So you better make sure. And or maybe you're struggling with it. Um, and he is also struggling with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he's going to ask you the question. Hey, how do you deal with it with your hand in hand, with your God, with mm-hmm. your faith? Yeah. If you haven't dealt with it, whoa, there you are. Then you're done. Mm-hmm. So, if there are black spots, nasty corners, uh, dust on the shelves, yeah. yeah, yeah, you better start cleaning. Yeah, you better start cleaning. And yes, we're all sinners, we all have the things that we struggle with. Um, but have a very good look at yourself,
1: yeah, and don't ignore anything, like, you will know. You will know the areas where you rather not look. Yep. You know them. Yeah. And the, so it's time to stop ignoring them. And and the big problem yeah.
0: is the devil knows them as well, and of he course, is going of to course. use them. Yeah. He is going to use them yeah. big time. Yeah. Uh, so you better make sure that they're not there. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: the other thing that you mentioned was uh, how is your Bible knowledge? Uh, going back to the car to the car mechanic in Egypt. Yeah. I've never been to Egypt, actually. But going back to the car mechanic in Egypt. Uh, let's say you become friends with the guy from the part shop. Mm-hmm. And he's going to ask you questions. Hey, uh, I know that you're working for a mission organization. Can I ask you a question? Yes, of course you can. What does the Bible say about... And there you go. He will ask you the questions. The worst that you could have is that you'll have to say, I don't know, or "Uh, let me forward you to person X. Well, he asked you a very personal question. There's a reason that he asks you and not anybody else.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And the other worst option is, well, I think it is A, B, C, or D.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then you're done. Um, for instance, let's, let's keep it with the same parable. You're friends with the guy that works at the parts store. And you do not struggle with alcohol. But he does. And he is asking you the question, Hey, what does the Bible say about alcohol? You better have your answer ready. Mm-hmm. Um And you better have your connection to the Holy Spirit ready. Make sure that you're connected. What Mm -hmm. does the Bible say about alcohol? If your answer is, well, I think it's not that bad, uh, you're done. Mm -hmm. If your answer is, oh, alcohol is is terrible, uh, you're done. You have to answer the question from a biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say about
1: a lot of things? Yeah. And of course, we are not like walking encyclopedia, so sometimes there will be a situation where you don't know exactly what to say. But then again, like, let's let's meet up again. I will prepare, and then we'll we'll walk through the Bible together. Let's do a Bible study together about this topic.
0: Yeah, and if you're already mm-hmm. into Bible studying, yeah, then a new Bible study about alcohol. It's pretty easy, since you already know how to study your Bible. But if you're not already into studying your Bible, then you first have to figure out, how do I study my Bible? Not just reading it, but really studying it. So although you don't always have the answer, if you're into Bible study, if you're into asking questions like, what was the context of verse A, B, or C? then going back to that person and say hey that's a great topic how about i'll dig into it and i'll get back to you tomorrow
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you already know how to bible study then you'll find the answer pretty fast yeah if you're not into bible study and you're just into reading you're done mm-hmm. um, so that's that's another thing so no you don't have to have all the answers mm-hmm. i don't have them either but if you go with God's authority into the mission field and you read His, with a capital H, Bible every single day and you study the thing, then questions like those are easy. Mm-hmm. If you and they will
1: make you joyful. I mean, that's why you're there, right? It's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, that, that's why that's you're why there. That's why you're there.
0: So if you got that taken care of... That that's a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. If that's not what you're doing now, um, that's a concern. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a concern.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so, so yeah, when you're when we're talking about like what can you do before you go into the mission field and where, how to figure out where to go, what to do, this is this is a major one.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. Like, how can you expect to have answers if you've never looked? Even yeah. even if you're not a missionary, like, you still have to have that mindset.
0: It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all make mistakes. Um, but be aware that you don't fall for that one. It's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty easy one. And fix it before you go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, going on, on, on the topic. Um... What does God want you to do? Mm-hmm. As in specifically, a mm-hmm. uh, car mechanic, bookkeeper, um, preacher, missionary, whatsoever. Uh, it reminded me of a verse in Second Corinthians 1. It talks about, it, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty long one though. Uh, let me try to find it. Second Corinthians 1 verse 3, 4, maybe a little bit further. Uh, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. Mm -hmm. So one thing to figure out what does God wants me to do could be, where did God help me when I struggled? And if that's taken care of, that could be a huge testimony where you can help other people.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You're the specialist in struggle A. hmm And you overcame that struggle A with God. Wow, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. So no, now you're some sort of a specialist in that field. So why don't you use that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, that's, that's another thought that came up in my mind. Yeah. Uh, was it fun back then? Nope. Well, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but how about if you can turn that bad experience in your past into a huge testimony for God?
1: Well, and, and again, like, if... Uh, if you see people struggling with things you have no idea about because for you it's not an issue at all people will know, they will know in your reactions that you have no clue No. Um, and how beautiful is it if you have been struggling through these issues and another one comes to you with the same struggles they will definitely see and hear the way you have struggled with it
0: That's one of the the, um, people that we work with are homeless people. And it's a tough audience. Yep. Uh, But if you approach them from a theoretical point of view, and you've never ever struggled with being homeless, being hungry, having no food, having no roof above your head, and you approach them with a, here am I, the Western preacher, and I'm going to give you food... They will take your food, mm-hmm. they will, but you will never ever reach them in depth. Mm-hmm. They know that you're not one of them. Mm-hmm. What do you know of their struggles? You don't have a clue. Yeah. The fun thing is, if you've struggled with no, mo- no money, no food, no roof above your head, and stuff like that, then it's so easy to talk with them, mm-hmm. Um, it's almost naturally they and they just know uh you don't have to tell them anything. Mm-hmm. They feel that you know. yeah, and then they're very interested in, hey, how did you, how did you get out of it? Yeah, And then they will ask you questions, which is a great start for a conversation. But if you work with a target group that you're not familiar with, well, the, the, the best that could happen that the results won't be that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but from my experience, it, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, you're going to give them food. And it's going to give you a great feeling. I gave a homeless person food. But that, if that's it, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not on the mission field for a good for a feel-good feeling.
2: Mm-hmm. You're
0: there to evangelize. You're there to tell people about the great news of Jesus Christ. And just giving them food and say, hey, I'm in a mission field. I fed a hundred people today. I don't care. I, mm. I, I'm pretty black and white in that. I, Tomorrow I they're
1: hungry again.
0: Yeah, and the next day you won't be there since you'll be on furlough or whatever mm-hmm. and they'll die of hunger. Hurry, but they're not going to heaven since you haven't told them who Jesus Christ is. And the reason that you haven't told them is that you don't have a connection to those people. Mm-hmm. The only connection that you had was food. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough. You want to have a personal relationship with the people that you work with. And you can only have a personal relationship if you've been through the same part of my French crap that they're going through mm-hmm. and if you can do that it's an easy job it goes naturally for you
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that's one thing that that first from second corinthians 1 one uh, first three four and on reminded me of um, look into your own life what did you struggle with and maybe that target group it's the very best audience for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can turn the bad experience from your past into full-blown glory for God. Yeah, And yes, the devil will hate it. Too bad for him. Uh, then you're a winner. And, and, and that's... I think that's great. If mm-hmm. you can do that, then it also helps you. It also helps you to figure out, ah, so that's why things did happen in my past. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the professional for God's glory. And that's if you can find that specific thing, go for it. That, that will be my, um, my advice on this. Mm-hmm. Um, An other thing, it might take you time to figure out where to go and what to do.
1: Well, I hope it will take time.
0: If it doesn't take time, that's a bad sign.
1: Or you were already completely prepared. Uh, uh, that's a big question, Mark.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a big <laughs> question for me. Um.
1: It's a process you grow in, you know. You grow in your life with God. Um, and you grow in how you are able to serve Him. Yeah. And that should be a question of every Christian walking this earth. Yeah. Uh, no matter where they are, what you do, where you want to go or not, you want to stay at home, it's also, also fine. But what are you called to do? It, it yeah. takes time. It takes time.
0: I mean, in all honesty, we're, we're working in Poland right now, and we both have been in mission fields in other countries. Mm-hmm. We both have worked for other missionary organizations. But it took us around at least two years um, to work with God, to listen to his voice. Where do you want us to go? What's the specific mission field? Yeah. What's our specific task? Dear yep. God, tell us. And I, I'm pretty, I don't believe a thing if I hear it once. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you better Confirm it the second time, the third time. I want to make very sure. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. It took us, well, at least two years to, to work through the whole process. Yeah. Um, and yes, we were eager to go. Um, yes, we were ready to go. But in retrospect, it was great that it took us two years.
1: We needed it when we arrived here.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it made us ready. Uh, didn't mean we always liked that it took that long. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other question. Yeah, But in retrospect, literally, God, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you think, oh man, I'm already working on this for a gazillion days, enjoy that blessing. Mm-hmm. God is making you ready, giving, giving you... More things in your skill set to work with, and you will need those as soon as you're on the mission field. Yeah, uh, use this time to do your Bible study, to be active in your church, to do whatever to, to take care of the, the the dark spots in your life. Use this time. Mm-hmm. This time is is not a it's not wasted, not at all. No. Um, and do enjoy it. it. It will never come back. Mm-hmm. Um, do use this time. That's also a top tip. Uh, to talk to other missionaries.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's gold.
0: Yeah. Uh, they've got the experiences. They've yeah. got the good experience, but also the very bad ones.
1: And don't be afraid to ask the difficult questions. Nope. And th- the confronting questions, because that's what you want to know. And that's what shows... Yeah, how to deal with things that that come on your way.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in our experience, I mean, we're we're doing this. Well, the job in Poland is only for two years. But before that, we worked at other missionary organizations. So if you'll ask us any question, how is life as a missionary? We can give you our experience from years on end. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can give you the great examples, things that went perfect. We also can give you the, well, the the not-so-perfect stories. Yeah. And in that way, we can prepare you that you won't get disappointed if you go to the mission field. And we will not be shocked by any question. No. You can ask us the the weirdest question that you could think of. And if you would sit in front of us, you would probably be shocked that we will not be shocked. Mm Um.
1: That happens often. <laughs> that happens
0: pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. That that we can smile, although the topic is a, a tough one, a yeah. nasty one, a dirty one. And we can just smile and just talk about it without any hesitation. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for pastors, for people who are not full-time missionaries anymore, but have been a missionary in their past. Mm-hmm. It's hard to shock them. It's a tough job. And in all honesty, the question that you're asking them is, in comparison to their missionary job, it's easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Ask them anything. Um, So my top tip would be try to find one at least. uh, Try to find a missionary, a person who's been into missions but is doing something else now, uh, a pastor, a worship leader. Go to them. Do not send them an email. Um, Go
1: make an appointment.
0: Make an appointment. Go for coffee.
1: Go for the discussion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Look into their eyes. Look how they respond to your questions. Mm -hmm. Feel the atmosphere in a conversation. Um, Go to Egypt. If you're a car mechanic and you think, hey, should I go to Egypt? Go to a car mechanic who works for a missionary organization who is already in Egypt and maybe he's not in Egypt. He's in I don't know what country. But go to that person. Yeah. Buy the plane ticket. Yeah. Uh, go there. Work with them for three, four weeks. See how it is. Yeah. It's a great experience. Um. And it, it's so worth it. Yeah. And it might be that you come back after a month working with a car mechanic and you think, nope. I mm-hmm. thought this was great, but mm-hmm. now that I've seen the job, nope
1: <laughs> well, and it's not only no, it's like why, yeah, uh, and if it is and if it is your thing, if it is your mission, you will also be able to explain much more about why it is, yeah, or why it is not,
0: yeah. And if you figured out that question there, then you're way closer to maybe, maybe the place wasn't right. Maybe the job was great, but the place wasn't right. Maybe the place was right, but the missionary organization that you work with was not, well, not, not the place for you.
1: Well, that's also a thing you can do, like search for different mission organizations close by. Yeah. in your own country yeah. and contact them and have a conversation with them as well Yeah. because every mission organization has his own vision, his own mission, his own culture as well yeah. um, so you might have heard perfect stories about group A and you go there and you don't feel the connection at all, that's okay yeah. it's fine, you know there's B, C, D and E as well yeah, um, yeah so, but
0: do, do go
2: there
1: uh, yeah and try them out and even if if A Feels like this is the one. Even go to B, C, and D because yeah. you will understand much better why. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I would yeah. advise try to find at least eight of them, and go there. Yeah. And go for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Ask them. Um, make a list of questions that you're gonna ask every one of them. Yeah. And put in at least two or three very weird question. Uh, questions. See how they <laughs> respond. Just, just poking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, see how they respond uh, a simple one is hey listen uh, I need to bring my own funding lest you say it's not going to work out in February uh, what are you going to do with it um, ask them questions like that and yes those are very pointy questions
2: mm-hmm.
0: but see how they respond mm-hmm. I mean they're very used to it it's not unusual for them yeah uh, so make a list. Try to find at least eight organizations. Do not email them. Uh, yeah, do give them a call to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but go there and ask them in person those questions. Yeah. Do not trust their website. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, websites show one picture, but yeah. you know it from every company that you see on the website.
0: I mean, we're yeah. in Poland. We see perfect websites, but <laughs> as soon as you look at the company, it's way different. So go there in person. Um, and when you're, you're through that process, so you've been through the missionary, the ex missionary, the pastor through at least eight missionary organizations, uh, put everything on paper, pen, paper, get your thoughts on paper. What mm-hmm. do they see? What do they hear? Is this it? It helps you to focus. Uh, What was important for me? Mm -hmm. And only when you're through that whole process, then you might want to say yes to one of them. Mm -hmm. But do not say yes to the very first one you'll you'll talk to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go through all of them. Enjoy. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, Enjoy when a door closes.
1: Yeah. It's a difficult one.
0: It's a difficult one. And then, yeah, yeah, maybe that's, that's the last... It, it is a difficult one. There is a story in Acts uh, 16 where Paul traveled with uh, his friends to a city as, and they thought they were going to city A. Uh, you, you, you'll have to look it up, Acts 16 verses six. Uh, let me look it up for you, uh, six through 10. Paul and his companions travel throughout the region of
1: Phrygia and Galatia. Yeah, those words. Something.
0: Uh, having, been, um, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word uh, in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter uh, Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas, And during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Well, blah, 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 blah. There the story goes. So the plan that Paul had, uh, Paul thought that God sent him to A. But during his travel to A, God told him, no, it's not A. And instead of doubting God, Paul asked God, hey, where do you want me to go? And God told Paul in this instance, you'll have to go somewhere else. So although one door closed, that doesn't mean that the trip is over.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Not at all. Um, So in this case, your response maybe would be hey this door closed what a bummer but your response should be praise god this door closed let's look what else god has in store for me to do for his glory
1: well your personal thoughts can be even worse it can be like why didn't i hear god's voice in the right way like was i Thinking of myself going there, didn't I? Didn't I hear God's voice sending me yeah. there? Uh, was it my own idea? Yeah. Why doesn't it work out? You start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt yeah. God. This is all not, not in not the case in this story as no, well. No, it's
0: not. No, no, it's not. There's actually a better story. Everybody knows this story about Jonah the whale. Uh, yep. Nineveh. everybody knows the story.
1: He didn't want to go. He
0: didn't want to go at all. Um, but in your case, if you're listening to this, I bet you're thinking about, should I go into missions and where should I go? Jonah did not want to go. Um, And I I can figure out why he didn't want to go since the job that God gave him was not a very happy one. Mm -hmm. He was sent to Nineveh to tell people to repent or else God will burn the house down. So that's a pretty rough message. Mm-hmm. So I get why Jonah did not want to go. But although Jonah didn't want to go, God got him there. In your case, you're willing to go wherever God wants you to go, so why do you worry? God brought Jonah to Nineveh, so how do you think that God is not going to bring you where he wants you to go? That's it's, easy peasy for mm-hmm. God. The other thing that you'll have to ask yourself about the story of Jonah, um, what was the story of Jonah? What was the big goal for God? Was it Nineveh? Or was it something bigger? In all honesty, Jonah made it into the Bible. And that's huge. And Jonah, until this very day, is an example to all of us that we should listen to God, that God will get you wherever God wants you to go. There are a gazillion things in that story that are teaching us things even until today. Mm -hmm. So Jonah might have thought that the goal was Nineveh, but in all honesty, The goal was way bigger than Inuvah. Yeah. And Jonah still didn't get it. So he was underneath some tree and was cursing the tree, stuff like that. Jonah still didn't get it. But God had a way bigger goal than Jonah could ever Mm imagine. So let that be an encouragement for you. Yeah. If you're willing to go wherever God wants you to go. Don't worry, he'll get you there. Uh, it might take a whale. I hope not, since I don't like fish. But God will get you there. And you're willing. And if you're willing, there's no will needed. Mm-hmm. So don't even worry about the whale. So let that be some sort of encouragement for you, I guess.
1: Yeah. And remember that God's picture is so much bigger than we can see.
0: Yeah, way bigger.
1: So yeah, even if you're willing to go, you're waiting for the moment, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening, there is a reason for it. And we might not understand the reason and we might not see it, but rest assured that where you are at this moment is the place where it's better. Yeah. Um, Because when God thinks this is the time, and there may be even other circumstances that you don't know about. Yeah. Uh, so trust, keep trusting God, and keep working on the things we already said.
0: Yeah, yeah, and let me end with a. Um, well, you all know the the, the great commandment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's an, yeah, the that, commission. Yeah, the great commission. That's the name. You all know the great commission. It's in Matthew twenty-eight, verse eighteen through twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, let me read it for you. There's more in this verse, probably, than you could ever, but than you ever figured out. Let me try to explain it just a little bit. Verse 18 Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. For you as a listener, you're not going into the mission field on your own authority, it's not you who sends you to the mission field. God is sending you to the mission field. Um, And that's one thing that you'll have to remember. It's not you. If it's you, you'll fail. Um, So once again, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Get this go and make disciples disciples is different than go and convert anybody everybody to be a christian disciples baptizing them in the name of the father and the son of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and the ending is great get this and surely i'm with you always to the very end Of the age so while you're searching where God wants you to go and what God wants you to do you're not doing it on your own God gave you the authority to do so and in your search to find that answer Jesus said and I'm sure uh, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You're not alone in your search where God wants you to go. And I guess that's about it for today. It's a huge podcast today. Sorry for that, bummer. Uh, But there are a lot of, I hope there are a lot of gems in there for, for you as a listener. Thank you for listening to The Missionaries Podcast. For more information about this podcast and how you can help us, visit www.me.pl. God bless and keep up the great work for His glory.